G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. In the Huddle was created to give student athletes, parents and coaches an inside look at the journey through US college sport and all that comes with it. The demands, the experiences, the excitement and the opportunities available to our student athletes from around the world. Study and Play USA facilitates a comprehensive, customised approach for student athletes and families for their whole journey from their high school preparation years right through to US college graduation. Well, thanks for joining us, folks, for this edition of In the Huddle with Study and Play USA. Looking forward to this one. We're going to catch up with a quality young golfer. Uh, who's out of college now and pursuing a career in professional golf. Um, we go back uh, quite a few years with uh, Jono. Uh, it's going to be great to catch up and hear about his last few years chasing his dreams. So Jono Ledger, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's awesome. I, great to I, see you. Mate. I appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, been a while. it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while, mate. We've sort of been in touch, but um, it's nothing like face-to-face having a chat and catching up no. and a good, good excuse to do it over a podcast too, huh? Absolutely. There's no better, no better excuse than that. Yeah. And we appreciate it, mate, because it's um, the idea of this whole podcast is purely for people who don't know much about the pathway or considering it. Um, just listening to people like yourself rather than listening to some old bull guy like me. All right. So, <laughs> so, so you're, you're, you're educating people here, which is really important, mate. So, absolutely uh, so how's it all going what's uh, so where are you at the moment i'm in san antonio texas uh yeah. so i've been here for graduated back in december 2017 so i've been here ever since um yeah just basically just trying to trying to make my way in professional golf so it's through like still still on the mini tours right now still trying to still trying to make my way up but um it's a, it's a tough road so hopefully we'll get there yeah, mate, we'll, we'll definitely touch on that more as we as we chat along. Um, so I think I'm very curious to, to hear, um, you know, more in depth as to um, what's involved or what's been involved the last three years while you've been, been trying to do that. So it's a tough road. I've been there myself, mate. So um, yep, yep. I think it's great you're doing it. I admire you. So I'm um, looking forward to chatting more about that. But, um, mate, how, how's everything? How's mum and dad going? They're pretty good. Yeah, they're great. They're they're they fantastic. So yeah, they're obviously back in Brizzy. Um, haven't been able to see them uh, since Christmas Day of last year. So um, obviously, with everyone knows what's going on currently in the world, so um, haven't been able to get back over there due to the uh, the cost of all the flights and stuff like that, and the cost of uh, quarantine now back home and everything like that, and also also the fact that if we basically made a judgment call in March whether I was going to come home or not. Um, and we decided that I was going to stay because we didn't know whether I'd be able to come back if or when things got cleared up. Um, but I obviously wanted to play in golf tournaments and uh, try and try and progress in that, in that situation. So um, we decided to stay, but it's, it's, and it's looking like now it's, it might not be for another year again. So <laughs> who knows, but yeah, they're, they're doing great. Um, we uh yeah we FaceTime all the time so we've and over this it's been seven years now since I left so it, it's uh we've got very used to uh being apart and being able to handle it really well so yeah they're they're fantastic yeah no oh, that's good to hear mate they're always really nice people and obviously easy to deal with um, 
in this process as well. But I think I saw them last year, uh, a year ago now, I think at a Keith, Keith Urban concert. So that, 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 sounds, about right? that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I think they mentioned that too. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I, I saw them from a distance and I was just with other people and I couldn't get over there. But I, I, I walked past them. I think they did a double take at me a couple of times. Probably... Nah, yeah, they mentioned it. They mentioned that you they, they, that they saw you there. So. There you go. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Dad, Dad's emailed me a couple of times to give me updates on how you're going as well, which is great, mate. So oh, That's uh, good. Yeah, no, proud dad. So that's good. Um, but, um, mate, I'm sensing a little bit of an accent there too. Seven years, you mentioned that. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Every time, every every time I talk to someone back from back home who's not my parents, they can they can notice it. It's just some it's like the end. The ends of some words start getting a bit getting a bit hard. So, yeah. um, it, it's it's creeping in there for sure. But when you come home once a year, it's, it gets a bit difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's it. It's funny though. I don't know what you found, but um, as you can hear me now, I'm, I'm sort of long, long time back in Australia now. But um, yeah, when I talk to someone in America, I, I generally, particularly an American, but I'll typically change my accent slightly. But it, it you yeah. sort of have to, right, so that you, so they understand what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And all like I've, I, I speak to I speak to a bunch of my friends about this over here. Um, as well about that you, you tend to slow down speak more clearly um and my last name for example obviously ledger like if i'm registering for a tournament if i'm saying it to anyone they're like what's your last name i say ledger and they're like how do you say that like how do you spell that and then i like i spell it out and they're like oh yeah of course but so some sometimes in, in, in certain situations if i'm rushing i've just i've just reverted to saying like ledger just like straight up going for it <laughs> in their accent because it's just, um, and all the slang that I had, all the Aussie slang is pretty much gone, obviously, because there's no, like, you don't, no one's going to understand what you're saying anyway, so you tend not to use it unless you start, unless I FaceTime my sister a lot or uh, start speaking to some of my mates back home, then it's not, <laughs> they'll say things to me now that I'm just like, I have just no idea what they're talking about <laughs> because, and it's new. I mean, it's like, like I said, seven years, there's new slang, there's new things that people say, so. That's right. Yeah, it's always it's always changing. Yeah, I remember when I came back um, for the first time, my first few months back. I remember I um, bumped into my mum walking through the hallway at home. I said, "Oh, my bad." And she, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, that is that is something that I regularly say at the moment. <laughs> so that's uh, fine. Well, we could probably talk all day about just that, but um, for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's no, good, mate. So, um, look, been out of college. You mentioned for like you know, just about three years now, exactly. Mm-hmm. Graduated from St. Mary's in 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 San Antonio, in Texas. There. Yep. Yeah, uh, mate. How did Texas grab you? Like, I mean, it it grabbed me. Like, I, I think it's one of the great places to live for an Aussie. I think they're pretty similar to us. How, how did you find it, mate? Or you're still there? But how yeah, you- yeah, exactly. Like you said, they're ex- extremely similar. So, um, the people the people here are usually very, they're very passionate human beings down in, in Texas. So they're, um, they kind of wear their heart in their sleeve and they're usually more honest than not, um, whether that, whether that come off blunt or whatever, but, um, I would prefer that, um, as opposed to some other States that I've visited. Um, but yeah, I mean the weather, um, I was attracted to, to Texas due to the weather mainly. And, um, 
gets bloody hot in the summer, which is obviously fine because we're used to that. Um, but it also gets bloody cold. So it was, I think it was minus five last night where I'm at right now. So I saw all of our cars in the morning. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, um, so the San Antonio kind of hill country area as well. has got like beautiful rolling hills. I mean, it's, um, sunny most of the time. So, and then you get big electrical storms and it rains. So it's very, it's very similar climate to, to Brisbane in that sense. And it gets very humid as well in the summer. So it's just somewhere that I've, that I've been very comfortable with, uh, ever since I've been here. And I thought it was, I thought it was definitely a good choice to, uh, to choose Texas over anywhere else. Yeah, mate, I agree with you. I think it's, uh, we're actually a sister state with Queensland here in Australia and Texas at the moment. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's pretty ad- accurate because it's, um, yeah, I think, the, as I say, I think the people are very passionate. I think Aussies are pretty passionate people as well. They want you, yeah. they want you to like them. I think Aussies are a bit yep. like, they like looking after their visitors. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. Aussie in Texas is not a bad, not a bad thing. So, um, I'm not surprised, mate. And um, you, you probably, uh, what about the, the food, mate? I've got to ask this before we start talking golf and things, but have you, have you found the old chicken fried steaks and those types of things appealing? So I've still, I've still never actually had a chicken fried steak because I've just, I've just refused. I just don't see, I don't see the appeal. I just don't, I don't have any, I hear the name, I see it on a plate. I don't have any desire to, to eat it. Um, so just uh but they it is texas they have very good steaks in general so i just stick to stick to the regular steak but um i've become very inclined to liking the kind of texas barbecue or smoked meats um and things like that they're absolutely amazing and there's just an abundance of places you can go if you want to if you want to get some so um it's never far off and so i live with two other guys here um at the house and um the guy owns it recently acquired a a uh, pellet grill smoker so we've been we've been throwing things in there for hours and hours and just insane it's insanely good so um but yeah food wise food wise texas barbecue definitely is definitely up there my my favorites so yeah i'm I'm right there with you i bet you you got a nice nice aroma in your house i bet mate absolutely (laughs) all the time smell of pulled pork just wafting into your bedroom be awesome yep yep very good, mate. So, um, all right, we'll, we'll change direction a little bit, mate. Just going back to some areas. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like sounds like you made the most of your four years and developed really well over that time. Um, just from feedback from your coaches when you were in college, and we'd often mm-hmm. see feedback from coaches. And, and um, was that what was your take on that, John? You're pretty similar. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I couldn't be uh, I couldn't be more grateful for uh, for you guys and my same areas community for just the uh, the acceptance that I had from when I got there through the amount of like, there wasn't I, like looking back on college, I can't think of, I honestly can't think of a negative time, time about like St. Mary's or my whole four years there, my college experience at all. And it feels like, like everyone says, it feels like it was yesterday that I was there. Um, and when I was finishing, it felt like it was yesterday when I started. So it was, um, it all went by way too quickly like it always seems to do when you're having when you're having a lot of fun um and i kind of got to pinch myself all the time when i realized it's it's been three years since i was <laughs> since i was actually there yeah. but yeah coaches coaches were amazing my teammates were amazing um everyone i met along the way uh my so i met 
so my original roommate situation my first week there was awful i had i had a guy me and him just did not mesh together i was like on the other side of campus from where all my teammates were um and then there was an opening on the tennis team uh one of their guys left so i moved in with all the pretty much all the tennis players and they are um the best friends i have in my life to this day so um that we were we just got along really well. Then after one semester of being in the dorms, we moved out into an apartment down the road. Um, and ever since then, we've, like I said, we've been best friends and everyone, all my buddies getting married now. So I'll be going to their weddings and like next year or the, the year after whenever they may be. So um, yeah, it was just, I can't speak highly enough of the time that I had there. Um, and I'll definitely like cherish it forever. So it was, it was awesome. Yeah. It's a, it becomes a part of you, doesn't it? <clears throat> Absolutely. It's a, you're a St. Mary's grad forever now. And um, those mm-hmm. mem- the idea, mate, of those memories is, you know, you got to try and um, hold on to them. The best way to hold on to them is, is by keeping your mates. And that's a good thing that yeah. you got those. But interestingly, the tennis coach, and the women's men's tennis coach uh, at, at St. Mary's would often email me saying, hey, this golf boy you send over is, <laughs> loves our tennis guys. So um, we, he's yeah. Like, Part of the tennis team now. <laughs> yeah, I would go. I would go to all their all their dinners and all their end of season get-togethers and stuff like that. Just because I was, I lived, I lived with the guys. So um, she would see me around campus, and she'd be like, "You coming to dinner tonight?" And I was like, "Am I invited?" She'd be like, "Absolutely, come, like come along." Um, <clears throat> and then yeah, she would tell me every time uh, she would communicate with you, um, talking about tennis players or whoever whoever else. So um, yeah, she was awesome. And yeah, like I said, I just could, I couldn't be happy with how it all how it all went down. Yeah, ah, awesome. Sadly, sadly, she's retired from coaching now. Yeah, yeah, she did. I was actually yeah. saw her the other day in a uh, in a grocery store, so it was good to catch up with. <laughs> you, you make sure you stay local, nice and Next time you see her, hopefully you see her again. Yeah, I hope so. And mate, you're a team captain. Um, that's that's a that's a great honor. That's not something um, that a kid from Australia will um, will get. I suppose that sort of honor early but you were sort of pretty much team captain yeah. from your second year on with right or third year second year yeah yeah so when i came in there was uh the, co- the the coaches that brought me in um had been there for about a semester or, or not even a year um and there was kind of a lot of i wouldn't say uh like stale relationships in the team but there was a lot of a lot of things from the old coaching staff that, that weren't very healthy within the team. So, um, and one of the reasons they brought me in in general was to, was to kind of shock the system because I hadn't been an international in a, in a, in, a, in 20 years, apparently come into St. Mary's. So um, their mindset was kind of like, we're going to bring this guy in. Everyone's going to be like, like what the hell's going on? Like no one knows who this guy is. Um, and there was, and it, and it, and it worked. Like I was by no means, ability wise I was by no means the best player on the golf team at all when I first came in and that was they told me early on that I was a um I was a project so they were going to work on me and that I would be peaking basically my junior and senior year so my last two years um but yeah so we, we got we got to the team and I was I got along with everyone um there were there were definitely there were definitely guys and obviously in a team environment like that you got five six seven guys who are with each other all day every day is definitely going to be some disputes and some uh butting heads and conflict but um i go along with everyone everyone go along with me and i was kind of naturally a mediator between all the guys and within my first year so then 
and the second year there started to be like a bit of bad chemistry between between some of the boys so um the coaches decided that we're going to have a captain and that we were going to vote on who it would be so um we sat in the room everyone everyone had three votes um one two and three who they who they would choose and i ended up getting voted in which at the time made sense like it was it was kind of one of those things that there was like it was like the lesser of two two evils it was like only it was only one good option at the, at the time um but yeah it was good modest there mate um it was uh it was it was good and like i i relish the opportunity to be able to to be able to lead the guys and um help any incoming incoming freshmen kind of get settled um and it the, the way it was structured was kind of the coaches goals were were for any arguments or disputes not to get to them so it would be handled through me or me handling it through small player meetings that we would hold and as a way of helping us mature and grow as people as well as well as um as well as golfers and then on the golf course as well like i i would um i would set an example at practice by just get just getting in getting it done and then getting out of there so um yeah it was the the whole cap and they've ne- they haven't had a captain since since i left either so they didn't they didn't carry on that thing so um that was a i saw that as a as kind of a big compliment to what i was able to achieve when i was there so um yeah that was that opportunity was fantastic as well yeah mate that's good really good point and, and congratulations on it i reckon that's thank you the big thing mate was i think you know your golf will talk about right now but <coughs> mm-hmm. um, it's these things that i think that people just don't maybe realize until they go um is a, is a is such a great outcome for you and it's so good for your it's good for your resume but it's good for your uh, yeah person as you said you know because at the end of the day you're a person much longer than you are a golfer you know uh, absolutely yeah um, you know but i think i think we would be it'd be remiss of us not to tell people like we 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 always often paint a picture that this college experience is such it's blue sky experience you know it's amazing it's fun but yeah it's still life you mentioned guys on the team having um some conflict i mean that that's part mm-hmm. of life you've got a group of you know sometimes six to 12 guys traveling together in a bus and planes and airports and golf courses and and ultimately you got to play two roles your your teammates but you're also up against them you got to qualify to play on the on the tour yeah. in that so you know you got to beat, yeah. you beat up on each other but then you've got to shake hands and say okay now we got to go beat these other teams together yeah absolutely and that was and that was one of the main things because like you said there would be uh we would have we would have qualifying every week for the guys who to, to get into the tournaments and so there's seven guys on the team and only five travel so yeah. you have a week to play a mini tournament basically mini a mini four-day tournament with four rounds in it and the top top five get to go um so like you said it does get very competitive and it does get um people do get angry at times but it also teaches you that i mean like you said you're all on the same team you're all you're all mates you're all you're all there together to try and do do the same thing so um it's kind of like great planning qualifying no hard feelings that you're being left at home this week in my my first year um i was left at home luckily only twice in my second year um when i became captain only once but that was and that was kind of i got back (laughs) 
I got back from summer break and I had a, I, a bit too much fun over in Ireland and Canada with my, with my two roommates. So I got back and I just simply wasn't playing very well. And I was like, look, coach, take this guy instead of me. I'm just not, like I said, I'm not here yet. <laughs> so, um, things like that, just, just teaching you to, um, just be accepting and like it's there's things that are a lot bigger than than golf most of the time so yeah no that's really good and, and again good for people to hear because it's not as i say you're not going over to college to have this perfect ride you, you got you learn no. you can't learn if you're not failing and making you make mistakes and, and all that sort of stuff yeah being in difficult situations and having difficult conversations with people so um yeah we, we had our tennis practices john owen we were going at each other, and, and but, but our it was quite symbolic. We, we kind of said, right, when we shut the door on the, the team bus, when we're back on there, we don't yep. talk training. We're mates again. We're going to mm-hmm. talk, talk um, normal rubbish amongst guys, and <laughs> we did, and um, yeah, the banter and all that sort of stuff, and we we move on, you know. So we ha- we had to do that, otherwise you're not going to have any success at the team. So yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, um, mate, give us some highlights of your golf. You know, like. I know you were pretty successful, particularly after your first year, as you said. What what are some mm-hmm. of the, you want to, this is your this is your chance to brag a little, mate? What, how, <laughs> um, sp- speaking college, right? College yeah. golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was good. So um, the first the first tournament I ever played in was um, was a very uh, it was a very like blunt introduction to college golf, basically because. Um, when I, when I first went there, you like, you'll probably remember this as well, but I wasn't qualified to play on the golf team. And I had like a lot of like admin stuff to do. And mm-hmm. I kind of got, I kind of got approved very quickly and thrown in um, based on mistakes that some of the other guys have made. And first tournament, it was minus four in the morning. And um, I was in the hotel room. We were in Austin, Texas, and I didn't get out of bed because I just didn't think there was any way that people played golf when it was that cold. So um <laughs> I was still in bed and everyone was in the bus and coaches was like, where are you? And I was like, it's minus four. I looked out the window and there was icicles hanging from the trees. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? It's, it's, it, there's ice outside. And he's just like, well, you're playing 36 holes today. So 10 hours of golf, like, let's go. And awful first round um, shot the first under par round of my, of my college golf career in the, in my second round in that, in that afternoon and in, in minus four. So it quickly got, quickly got accustomed to it and my first year was kind of up and down but then second year was the was my uh one and only victory i have the trophy right here so (laughs) um that was that that was in austin again at st edward's st edward's invitational so um that was great played well ended up beating beating a guy in a in a four hole sunday sun death playoff and he's he plays on the european tour now so (laughs) um that was cool um and then and then after that i had a had a bunch of top tens in that in that season and then again there was there was my my junior and senior my last two years there was i think i was i ended up um cracking the top 50 in division two um in the division two rankings individually and we just had just had a had a really good season my junior year um but with no wins but i was had a bunch of top fives and a few top tens. Then my senior year as well, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of good chances to, um, to actually win a lot of events, but I just didn't, I didn't pull the trigger. I didn't, didn't close on those, but my, my last year was very much, um, a very big, uh, maturity year in my golf game. Um, in terms of 
trying to transition from being a college golfer to a professional because once you start getting to the to the back end of your college career i mean everyone's everyone's good everyone can hit the ball um a lot of a lot of guys are not continuing to play golf after but there's a select few that that are gonna that are gonna go try um and it's one of those things like if if you're gonna if you're gonna try and do that you can you, you definitely have you definitely have an idea that you've got something special and that you because you wouldn't even you wouldn't even go for it if you didn't think that so um it was a, it was a huge highlight in my highlights a bunch of them in, in my in my last last year year of college golf basically was just the fact that my consistency got a lot better and looking big picture wise um although the initial all the only and although the end result wasn't there on in the tournaments it was like i said the the maturity of my golf game the my temperament my um just basically my consistency of everything was was something i still look back at now um while i'm playing because it's like it's like any sport you know you like you you progress then you plateau for a long time then you progress again then you break through and you do other things so it's yeah. basically just it's it's a big ladder that you're continuously climbing and that that senior year i took a big step in my um in my golf game towards what i wanted to do after so yeah, yeah. it was good i mean that's a great that's a great advertisement for college in itself the fact that it's mm-hmm. a journey right i keep the idea is the perfect i mean if you talk to any coach in america the perfect four-year experience for someone is to come in freshman year you're going to have some ups and downs and find your mm-hmm. thing acclimatized to being in a different country in aussie and um but then you know you, you should be in by your senior year being probably the best player on the team or if not one of yep. Yep, yep. team, and then um you should know your game pretty well by the end of those four years and then you've got an option okay i'm gonna keep playing afterwards or i'm not you know so mm-hmm. um so that that that's that's the way it should be the way you've just described it really and it's not yeah. it's not for everyone um no not at all and there's a there's like i'm just touching on that there's a bunch of guys that i that I play with and that I, that I know, which was, and their entire goal coming into college was I'm going to go pro, I'm going to go pro. And then they realized by their second or third year that it's not that they didn't, it's not that they couldn't if they wanted to, it's just that they took a different, they just, their, their life went a different way or they just, they were completely content in the fact that they didn't want to do that, do that anymore. Right. And they wanted to go somewhere else. And which is one of the big things uh, mentally about, deciding whether you want to or not is just whatever decision you make honestly being 100 percent content with that um because professionally wise um if you're going to try not only like if, if you're sorry if you're not going to try you have to be content with that obviously in, in your decision that it was probably maybe a dream from when you were a child um but if you're going to try and do it you have to be content in the fact that you might not you'll see you'll see all your friends working for three, four years and they have houses, they have like all of these, all of these things that like you are content with not having because they you have a bigger dream than that. You know right. what I mean? So it's, it's uh, like it's something to give up, right. In order to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a good point, mate. Um, it, yeah, you're resonating with me because that was basically me, you know? So that was mm-hmm. those guys who decided I wasn't, I was exposed to a whole new world when I went to college and it was all about pro for me. And then college exposed me to this thing called life, I guess, and academic. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and there's nothing like 
you know, reasonably consistent losses for me to show me that, you know, maybe I've got a lot of, a lot of work to do to be, to be at that mm -hmm. program. So that was great for me. Uh, college, college kind of showed me the way as into what I wanted to be doing with, with, with my life. But mate, for you, <clears throat> um, what was the turning point? What, what, at what point did you think turning pro is a genuine option for you? Um, so like I said, the, I mean, I was, I was one of the guys that for me, it was, it was a definite focus from the start. Um, so after high school, like it was, um, basically graduate, uh, BBC in year 12 and wasn't nearly good enough to come over here yet, um, at all. So took a gap year specifically to get better at golf. So I worked at the golf course, um, my shift would be like 5am till 2pm. Then I would practice from two till dark for an entire year. And my handicap was, I think four or five when I got out of high school, which again, in terms of people who are going to play college golf, that is well behind the eight ball in terms of um, where you need to be. So um, by me and my parents sat down, um, sat down with you as well, figured out like what I needed to achieve and where I needed to get to. So my handicap was scratched within three months of that gap year. And I basically spent the rest of 2013 trying to just get better and, fi and figure it out. And like I said, by the time I got, by the time I got good enough um, where I would, I would kind of get noticed by these colleges, it was late, late 2013. And I could only, I could come into this in the spring of 2014 um, or the other, or the second half of the year, which is what I ended up doing. So um, yeah, that was, that was, that was a huge year for me for sure. Um, in terms of, in terms of my growth and development and coming over here was always like, I'm moving over the other side of the world because I want to be a professional golfer. It's not because I wanted to, um, come get a degree. Like I was already enrolled in two universities in Brisbane. So, um, it was, it was with the overall end goal of, of turning pro. So that was something I stuck to throughout my whole entire college. And it was basically a matter of like, what I needed, what do I need to do to, uh, make this happen for me. So, yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I, I, I'm always curious hearing that. And often, often the question comes up for me, and I think it's just a great debate is what comes first winning, therefore you're confident. Um, mm -hmm. and you say, you know what, I'm, I can maybe give this pro a shake or yep. confident person by being in a great environment, like a college and therefore you win, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> first or confidence first. What do you reckon? Um, I mean, there's definitely like there, there, def there definitely has to be confidence regardless, um, to play an individual sport professionally. Um, tennis is very similar. Obviously your, your head can just absolutely destroy you, um, at, at any given moment. And, um, yeah, it's, it's confidence is huge, but also it's, it's one of those things where you keep going and then your results give you hope and they give you more confidence in the, in the fact that you know what you're doing. So, um, because you don't, when you're playing, you don't really know anything until you've achieved it. So it was like, it was like when I turned pro, um, my first couple of years, I'd never been double digits under par before. And I spent a year without getting there. I'd got to seven, I got to eight, I got to nine, but like, it was a little goal in my head that I wanted to get. I'd been to, I got to 10 and 11 mid tournament but I'd never finished the tournament at, at like, I'd always drop back or something like that. So it, um, and I spent, there were, there were times where I'd be like, can I even, like, can I even do this? Like, is it, is this a thing that I can even achieve? And then 
um, the first time I did it, um, it was a little two day tournament last winter, this January, actually in, in 2020, it's been such a blur that I like, it was on my birthday and I shot 11 under through two rounds and came second. So, um, it, you don't know unless you do it, yeah. but you also have to believe that you can to even let yourself do it in the first place. So yeah. it's, 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 it's tough. It's very mental. Yeah, it sure is, mate. You mentioned that before. When you get to your fourth year, there's a heck of a lot of good players. And mm -hmm. those that go on, it's usually between the years, right? So, absolutely. Uh, it's, um, it's the same in just about every sport. But, mate, look, we, we've, we've probably got some listeners um, to our podcast. Um, and I've got to say thanks to everyone for listening because it's the feedback's been really positive um, that we've got over the last six to nine months um, since we've had In the Huddle Up. Um, but look, not necessarily just golfing families listening to this one, Jono, um, mm -hmm. considering maybe a pathway towards pro sport. Um, a question yep. I'd love your response to from you, mate, is um, if you were 14 years old now, mm -hmm. uh, knowing what you know now, I guess, uh, as to what it takes to become a professional, um, when does it start? Like, and what type of commitment from this age, 14, would you give to the sport and what types of things? Is it a heavy comp focus? Is it heavy training? All the above. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, I mean, it would definitely be ingraining the uh, the work ethic that it would take um, at, at that young of an age because regardless of what sport it is, there is definitely what I've realized after college is there's an art to practicing because um, – and whatever it may be like usually after college, if it's individual or whatever, like there's a lot of things you can always do on your own um, to practice and giving a golf example. Cause that's obviously like the main thing that I know and all I know, like you can go out there and hit 500 balls in two hours. And if you went out there and hit 30 balls in two hours, you would get a lot more out of it. You could get a lot more out of it than the 500 that you hit. And instead of aimlessly beating balls, like you, set goals for yourself, set games for yourself in practice and making it um, the biggest thing I've realized that the best practices ever, you should be completely exhausted mentally and physically after, after practicing, even, even golf, even, even anything. Um, you should be very mentally drained. But if I was, like you said, if I was 14, I would, it would definitely be just the idea of doing anything that you can in your life to to better what you're trying to achieve. So whether that be diet, exercise, like staying at practice longer than, longer than you, you want to, because that's, that's another thing. It, it does become, it does become a job. It does become tedious. And there's obviously days like anything, you just don't want to be there. Um, and the way I see it, especially in golf, it's such a time consuming sport. And if, you have to, you have to be at it. You have to be practicing like six to eight hours a day. And if you see it as a job and one thing that helps me when I'm, when I'm, when I'm there um, practicing full season is like, let's just say you get there at eight and you are not going to let yourself leave until four. Like if you had a job, yeah, you can't just leave it too. Your boss is not going to let you just walk it, walk off the golf course or walk, walk out of the office. So um, it's having that self-discipline and that, um, that will that like by me doing this, it's going to greatly benefit me in the long run. And what, what, I mean, it's so, tr it's so true for anything, but um, 
you golf is one of those things in any professional sport, you 100% will always get out what you put in. Um, and if you pretend to put the work in, it'll catch you out hundred percent. If you, if you, uh, if you kind of fake it, if you stay at the golf course for eight hours, but you don't do anything or you're not engaged or you're not physically, mentally there or mentally exerting yourself, then it'll definitely catch up to you exactly when you don't want it to. <laughs> yeah, no, mate, no, there's nowhere to hide. You're exactly right. You get what you deserve. Um, always, yep. almost always. Sometimes you work real hard and you go and play, just go play poorly next tournament. But oh yeah, absolutely. In the, long, yeah. In the long run, right over time, you, you know, it'll generally mm-hmm. work out in your favor. Yes, you for sure. Little, you do need a bit of luck and the harder you work, the more luck you can get, they say. So, but I, absolutely. my college coach, John, I always said, you know, Bates, you gotta, you gotta work hard, not smart. I mean, work mm-hmm. smart, not hard. I mean, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And because I was always, you know, sweating up a storm and wanting to do more and more. And, and he said, look, there's no point doing that if you're, um, you know, not hitting the shot correctly. Let's, let's work on some technique stuff. And yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So- that's sorry. That's just, I'm going to cut in it again with the whole 14 year old thing, but yeah. fundamentals, fundamentals, a hundred percent. Uh, that is um, something I, I was going to say, but I just didn't, I, for, I forgot, but um, fundamentals, just a fantastic base uh, technique or a mental base, like met, like mentally it's just huge. It just, just cues that you can go to um, routines, getting in great pre-shot routine or practice routines and structure is basically is huge. So, because once you once you build a routine, it builds a habit, and then you do it unconsciously, and it, it'll you just you just chew along. So yep. yeah, no, just wanted it. to cut in there and say that. <laughs> no, good advice. No, I appreciate it, man. This is this is your podcast, not mine, mate. This, we, 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 <laughs> as I said, they'd rather hear from you than me. But look, I think it's um, um, if we if we just stick with the fourteen year old for a moment, mindset wants to be a pro. Where does college fit in, in your opinion? Like. I know the mentality of an American 14-year-old and a family of a 14-year-old is probably a little bit different to here for a golfer because the difference being that we seem to be in a rush to finish high school because we don't have a university program mm-hmm. in the US where you can balance study and sport, right? And so people in Australia yep. can pressured or rushed to sort of be making it that as quick as possible after they finish school because you know every little bit of time costs money, as you know. Uh, yeah, you know, or so you, you find some kids go hard or they quit, you know, whereas you yeah. could actually through the US college pathway get another extra four years of development and time. They're buying themselves some time to develop, and, and you're a great example of you know, you needed that really clearly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Years. So, I mean, so did you, did you find college, I guess? pardon the pun here, but did you find that as a perfect wedge or a stepping stone into play? <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely, if, if anyone was to ask me ever, I don't care how good you are, you should 100% go to college as uh, um, and play the sport that you're going to play professionally and just like, just grind it out, rep it out, like do just, just go through it and do it because um College is one of the, it, it, it teaches you a lot more than like obviously your sport. The, the beauty of it is that you get to play your sport every day. And in most cases, if you're good enough, they pay you to do it. So that's what that is. Or they don't pay you, but like they, you, the education you're receiving is um, 
heavily discounted, if not sometimes free, depending on how good you are. So um, they want you there. They want you to be um, in school and you just, you, you're growing as a human being more than anything. And um, even if, even if you go and then you leave after people leave after their sophomore year, cause they're, they're, they're just that good. They're good. They know that they're, if they, they turn pro, they're going to make it. But I definitely, um, I would definitely recommend and definitely suggest um, the, the college pathway, like 100%. And, and for me, there was, there was a situation after my, after my first year that happened. And um, I, I was in the business school at St. Mary's and business was always one of those things to me that was very difficult. It was very hard for me to wrap my head around like accounting um, you and, and like macroeconomics. You What's and me, that? You and me both. Yeah. yeah. So um, I actually have, I'm one class off a business, business minor um, in my degree. And that one class was accounting. Just I, just I just refused to do it. I just didn't, I didn't want to do it. So, um, and all my, cause all my accounting friends who were made like accounting majors and they said it's, it's the most difficult thing I've ever done. And these people were whizzes at math and I just, I'm, I just, I'm just not. So, um, I had to work extremely hard for the grades I was getting, um, after my first year and it was taking a lot of time out of my, out of my practice, um, in golf. And I had a, I had a Skype, Skype with my parents and I was like, look guys, like I, I'm having to, like, I could, I could do this. I could get it done. I could graduate with a business degree, but it's going to take a lot of time away from what I'm doing. And my dad, my dad was the one, and, and this was, it's always a scary conversation with your parents because um, all through high school, they're all about grades, 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 like the whole time. And then um, obviously I moved across the world to, to, to try and do this. And dad's like, you have the other side of the world, like do a degree and do a degree that you enjoy doing. And that would be, and that will in turn be more beneficial and easier for you to complete and give you more time to practice. So um, and it's that whole, um, if your plan B is too big, then your plan A is never going to work. So, um, he was basically like your plan A is to play professional golf. Um, so do whatever you have to do, um, to be able to achieve that in, in terms of, in terms of my studies. So I'd always been very interested in the human body and how it works. And, um, so I changed my major from business management to exercise and sports science. And that was one of the best things I've ever done for sure. Cause it, one, I actually enjoyed going to class. I was interested in what was going on most of the time, which helps you in turn get better grades because you can glaze over and see a bunch of numbers on the whiteboard and just not not enjoy it at all. So um, I still continued with my um, with my business electives just just so I could have them, um, just because, but because it might benefit me somewhere somehow down the road. But uh, other than that, we we made a decision to pretty much have a clear shot pathway to the easiest way I could, I could get better at golf the whole time. Yeah. Was, um, was Bill right? Shout out to your dad, Bill, if he's listening. Uh, <laughs> um, was he right, mate? Did, 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 um, did the changing course help your golf? Do you think, or did he inhibit? Yeah, ab- absolutely. hundred percent. There was, there was definitely, and it was, it was just mainly it was, it was the, the amount of stress that was taken off my shoulders with um, with the classes that I was doing. Cause I would, I would be constantly worried about having to do all this homework that would take me longer than it should have. I felt like, yeah. um, 
because I, like I said, I had to work, I had to work harder at trying to understand it and, um, and figure out like what I was actually doing so I could complete it. So it took, it was, it took a lot of weight off my shoulders mentally and time-wise and I could, I could kind of free up and be, and be a lot more happy and get into a very consistent routine that, that definitely helped my, helped my golf. And that was obviously I spent a year in, um, a year in business management. And then as soon as I switched, I had my first win in college. So it was kind of, you could kind of see it straight off the bat, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. That's good. Well, it's always nice when you, when you make a change like that and um, it turns out for the best. So I'm um, pleased to see that mate. Um, mate, I want to change tack a little bit. You mentioned right sort of towards the start of our chat today. Um, you mentioned the word fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I think fun is a bit of a dirty word for um, for some people, like when you're thinking about being a professional or, or going to do college. And, you know, you mentioned the word fun and it conjures up kind of maybe some different images of partying and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. focus and, um, uh-huh. you know, people sort of think, oh, you're not going there for fun. I, I actually disagree passionately. I think one of the most important parts of college is, is having fun. And yep. you can argue that being with your teammates, winning and all that sort of stuff, getting better, that's fun. And it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also 18, 19, 20, 21. If you're not going to be in college, you're probably going to be back in your home country um, having fun with your mates. And yep. Yep. You know, um, I think there has to be some time for fun. I mean, I always advise our student athletes to embrace their college, get involved, you know, outside of their sport as well. Um, yep. Get out of their sporting bubble and it'll actually help their sport because, um, you know, they've got another focus and it's a bit of an outlet for them. So, mate, what were the things that you and your teammates did to get away, like from golf and, and, and have fun, John? Yeah, so that was, that. that's a huge, absolutely huge part of it. And luckily, um, one of my, one of my big decisions in coming to uh, the colleges that I had an option to come to was the fact that uh, were there going to be a city where there would be a lot of things to do other than golf and outside of golf. So being in San Antonio, huge city, almost 3 million people. Um, there is, there's top golf. There's um, we would <laughs> funnily enough, like we would go play, we would play a lot of tennis. I would play a bunch of tennis with, with my roommates and, um, they would come and play a bunch of golf with me as well. And that wasn't necessarily an outlet. Um, we also had every single year, we were the uh, four years in a row, uh, intramural slow pitch softball champions um, between <laughs> me uh, me and a couple of the golf guys and then all my tennis roommates. So um, we held that trophy every year um, for four years in a row. So that was that was huge for us. We had an intramural slow pitch softball league with uh, me and all my tennis roommates and a bunch of our a bunch of our golf teammates. So um, that would just be a thing, and we would play against the law school and the business school and the um, a, a bunch of other uh, extracurricular um, clubs that were around around campus. So um, we would definitely uh, we were definitely frowned upon from all the all the respective schools. Um, in a fun way, obviously, but we we were just better. That's all there. That's all there was to it. So, um, every, we would we would hoist the trophy and wear our wear our champion shirts around campus every year. Love it. Um, and we actually had a very insanely intense intense game. We score we scored uh seven runs in our last inning to win by one. 
uh, to get, grab the championship my senior year. So that was just, that was honestly might be the entire highlight of my college. That was probably <laughs> the, probably the most excited and pumped up I've been um, as a part of any team. So um, that was fun. But yeah, like I said, we would go and, and fun is, is 100% like what you're having and you're, and you're having fun at like people you can like a lot of people if i say like you're gonna have fun at class you're gonna be like yeah sure but it's the the idea of the schedule that you have that you go to class from 8 till 12 and then you go to practice and then you're free you can do whatever you want basically you can just get your homework done when you want to um you live with your best friends like it's it's all it's all just a great time so you might get out of class and your friends will be gone your friends might say your roommates might say hey we're going to the movies you want to come you're like yeah absolutely like it's just there's a lot of things going on at like at all times um, that, yeah, it's just a blast and it's, it's just nonstop. Everything's happening. And it's the way you basically um, handle that is what, is what makes you grow. And it, the whole, the whole part of it is, is very, very fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so people, and like, and like you said, I would, I would a hundred percent agree with you when, um, if people say you're not going to have fun, like, yes, you are. <laughs> like it's what, it's, it's what it is. And it's a huge part of it. And yeah, um, I don't think you should do it. If you, if you don't think you're going to go there and have fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it. I think it's the reason I think it's a dirty word is more, more on the pro side of things. People that will, you know, you've got to be serious if you're going to be a pro and, you know, you've got to be totally dedicated and focused and every breathing. Yeah. It's actually not true. I think you've got to be happy. No. You know, I think mm-hmm. to do well, you've got to be happy. And so having fun generally makes you happy. So you got to, you got to have a balance too. That's the main thing. Yeah. And there's smart ways to have fun and there's some non-smart ways as well. So you just got to be, you know, be smart about it and, and, and enjoy the, uh, enjoy every bit. So Mate, it's no wonder that you've had a uh, extremely full seven years over there now, mate. You've really, <laughs> you've, you've, yeah. uh, you've changed a lot from that um, skinny young fellow that we met at Brisbane Boys College back you know, seven, eight Absolutely. years ago. Absolutely, not, um, so, not so skinny anymore. <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's great. It's um, it's just so good to see. That's sort of why we do what we do. It's great to just see this, I guess, and mm-hmm. seeing or, uh, seeing you happy. Number one, but um, yep doing really well mate and getting everything out of this that we knew you could so that's what's that's what's exciting for us so congrats mate i'm not going to wrap it up just yet because i want you to finish off with um, a few little things um mate three or four little short questions i want you to hold a little virtual crystal ball for me okay who's the next who's the next aussie to win a major mate oh i honestly think it might be uh cam smith yeah, honestly, he's getting. What's that? Which major? Uh, I'm, it's going to be U.S. Open, I think, for sure. Um, if if it's if it's going to be one, it'll be U.S. Open or a PGA. Um, he was obviously very close to the Masters. Uh, every, everyone saw that. Um, I don't think I don't think he'll uh, do too well in the cold over in England. But um, the um, I played I played junior golf with him briefly. Um, obviously my junior golf career was not very extensive. Um, and he was, he was out there winning every tournament in the juniors for five years before he, he, he was one of the guys who didn't, didn't go to college, just turned pro. Um, but he was just freakishly good at a young age. So, um, that was pretty much, he was pretty much destiny for him. So, um, but yeah, I think us open or PGA camp Smith would be my pick. 
fair enough, mate. I don't think too many people argue with that based on his last few performances. Yeah. Um, if we if we look to a younger brigade, I don't know if you follow the younger Aussies or not, but um, if you do, who do you think's the next big Aussie thing coming through? Minwoo Lee. Yeah. Minwoo Lee for sure. Um, on the European tour right now, he's he's definitely he's uh, super solid. Obviously, he won the. Um, Vic, Vic Open last year um, on the PGA Tour Australia, and he's just um, he's he's just really good. Also, uh, Travis Smythe is another another name that um, I definitely think it's a matter of time for him. I don't think I think he's probably like twenty seven or twenty eight now, but he uh, he's definitely on the cusp. I think of of doing something special. Um, there's a few other ones. Curtis Luck and Ryan Ruffles on the Corn Ferry Tour are doing really well. They're super solid. Um, again, it's only a matter of time before they get out there. Um, but I could, I mean, I could keep going. There's Cam, Cam Davis as well. Like there, there's a bunch of bunch of solid, solid young Aussies. Yeah, and good mate. Like I think, I think the most important crystal ball um, view that I want you to give, mate, is what what is John O'Ledger doing in two years from now, mate? Two years from now, definitely, definitely hope um, realistically to be on uh, the Corn Ferry Tour or higher. Um, the um, and that's that's another thing about about being or, or trying professionally. Like it's it's obviously things of dreams that let's just say you go Monday qualified to a PGA Tour event and win, and then you get status for two years. Like that would be fantastic and could happen. It's, it's definitely, definitely possible. Um, but realistically, um, you make your way up through, up through the, up through the tours and up through the chain. Um, so I got PGA tour Canada Q school again, the, this year's was canceled earlier. Um, I got that in either February or March. So gain status there. We play in Canada for a year. Um, and then hopefully from that you progress progress to Corn Ferry. So um, realistically, a re- very realistic goal would be Corn Ferry Tour in two years from now, at least. But then it's def and it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely not. It's it wouldn't be. It's not a quick process, but it can be. That's the beauty of the sport. So you just never know. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't want to we don't want to put um, a two two year limit on that either. Right, that might happen. Any no, I, yeah, absolutely not. So, mate, we wish you all the best, Jono, and we'll be following, mate. So, please make sure you keep in touch and, and um, awesome. you know, update us because, um, you know, as much as your college journey is over, mate, this is it's only just the beginning. So, mate, we're going to follow this with uh, a fair bit of interest. So, mate, we might get you on in a year or so and, and, and get an update, eh? Yeah, please do. And if I can, if I can uh, ever make it back over there, I'll definitely... Definitely come say hi. In yeah. No, for sure. Might be good to catch up for a coffee or, or something else. So um, definitely, definitely, really good, mate. Well, appreciate your time. Um, and um, mate, you go and get yourself warm. It <laughs> sounds pretty cold over there at the right now. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely chilly right now. So yeah, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, hopefully, I could have inspired um, some youngins to get over here because it's uh, you'll regret it if you don't. <laughs> Mate, that's a great finish. Great finish. I think that's a really apt apt way to go. So appreciate it again, Johnny. You take care, mate. We'll, we'll be in touch. Awesome. We'll speak soon. Thank you.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.